Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you till 11 o'clock. U.S. women's soccer team up 3-0 on Chile. 48th minute at the moment. They are in first place in their group by quite a lot after their 13-0 win over Thailand in the first game. Who, by the way, lost to Sweden 5-1 to today. So they now have a negative 17 goal differential. Hmm. That's bad. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty terrible. But it's good for good for them. Good for, you know. That they scored a goal? Huh? Or good for the U.S.? Good for the U.S.? Oh, yeah. U.S. is a plus 16 goal differential right now, which is 10 better than Sweden in second place in their group. Uh, and they probably should be up like 6 nothing right now. They've missed a couple of maybe not easy opportunities, but they've sailed a couple of shots. So U.S. playing very, 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 very well. Again, they are the number one team in the world. So if you are interested in watching some really dominant soccer and feel patriotic pride, you should watch the women's team in this World Cup because they're very good. No, and they, they're, and they're always very good. They're pretty good. And like I said, this is the first time I've got a chance to watch them. This year. I know there's only there's only been one game that you yeah. were kind of letting me know about. But, yeah. So I'm glad I finally got a chance to watch it with uh, the great Mike Lynch, the great football analyst. Football in football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up the rest of this hour, we've got Hated or Love it coming up at 1030. We will be talking about the Raptors win in the finals next segment and how great Kawhi was. But we will start here with a little Blazers chatter after as we wrap up the, I don't know, I guess kind of a preview of the upcoming offseason that we've been doing the whole last segment talking about AD, Durant, Clay Thompson, all that kind of stuff. The Blazers do have a, a rare opportunity right now as the team that made the Western Conference Finals and lost to the Warriors, as a team that two years in a row has been the three seed in the West, to really try to make a statement that they're in it to win it to put themselves in a position to try to compete for the top one, two, or I guess, again, three seed in the West and try to push their way to the NBA Finals. The only problem is, or the only question is, do they have the balls to do it? Because you could, this offseason, there are a lot of players available out there that you could try to acquire to make this team better. 
you might have to give up Zach Collins. You might have to give up a first round pick. Um, you might, although probably with the players left, less likely have to give up CJ McCollum. He was always involved in the, oh, well, if you go get Anthony Davis, obviously you're giving up CJ McCollum and probably Nurkic and probably Collins, which seemed like a little bit too much. But after seeing what the Lakers gave up, that probably would have been what you gave up. But for there are a lot of players out there who can help this team. I was reading an article on Blazers Edge about Otto Porter Jr. being a potential option for as a trade candidate for the Blazers. He's a guy who fills a lot of the needs that they have. They've been tied to him in the past. If you remember, his name has popped up in trade discussions before uh, where he's a good three-point shooter. He's a really good defender, and he plays the three, which is exactly what you need on this team. What would you have to trade for him? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, he's on the Bulls right now. Remember, the Bulls got him from the Wizards. And in his short time with Chicago, granted a very bad team where he had a lot of opportunities, he shot the ball really well and played really well. Uh, but there's players like that on that level that I think could really help this Blazer team get better and push as long as you're not giving up too much for them for a Western Conference final spot again. The negative is you're going to have to commit to making changes. And Neil O'Shea has not been that way with his big players while he's been the GM. He makes a lot of great, really smart, small moves, which I guarantee you we're going to see again. There's going to be some random player. You have no idea who they are. You really haven't watched them play. And he's going to turn out being really good for the Blazers for the mid-level exception or whatever the case may be. But I think it's time to step up this year. Now that the window is open, you've got to try to make a move to get drastically better or at least a lot better. I, I I think the Blazers, more than any any other team in the Western Conference right now, is, is, in, a, is in a good spot. It sounds weird, but um, I think the one thing the Blazers have to do is they have to figure out a way to fill the holes that are there now, and the holes being guys like Rodney Hood and Enos Cancer. You saw how Seth valuable Curry. Seth Curry, you saw how valuable – glue guys like that were you know we've been in these these trade rumors for a long time oh we're gonna get paul george and oh yeah anthony davis is gonna come here but really i think you really have two all-star level players and one guy that's in my opinion should be considered a superstar level player i really think it's about filling in those gaps around there to make the Blazers a complete team. Like, So you're they, on more on the cautious side of things. Well, because it'd be different if they advanced in the playoffs due to injury. You know what I mean? Like if they if they only got here because somebody was injured in the first round, if they only got there because somebody went down in the second. The truth is they beat two really, really good teams in the Western Conference on their way to the, to the conference finals. And let's go one further. If for maybe some better defensive effort in the second half, you're looking at a team that should have beat Golden State 4-1. I mean, if we're just being honest, like, I mean... I, Rashad, stop. Listen, listen, man. How many straight games... We don't have to talk about this. We've already done this. How many straight games were they up 17 points going into the... Like, really... They, but they got swept. They did get, they did get swept. They absolutely did. Uh, we but, saw this on the text line this week. Blazers were the better team. No, they no, weren't. weren't. They no, they swept. weren't. No, they weren't. Because really, the better team is the one that wins in the end. And But the Blazers, did, we could, we'd be silly if to sit here and say they didn't have opportunities. There wasn't one person that didn't think they were going to win those games when they were up 17, 18 Look, points. Look, the Blazers... Blazers played better against the Warriors than they have in the playoffs in the past, and they still got swept. No, and, That's they, and the the, point. no, they absolutely stay. You're you're right. They they still got swept. However, those games weren't just like giveaway game. They Blazers gave it away, but 
they were in all those games. They were winning all those games. There's nothing to say at any point that says. Except for the first one. First except one really except for the first one. But outside of that, man, they showed that they can at least be really competitive. And that's without your second best player, you know, at that point. So I think if they can just really figure out a way to get, like, maybe another guy that can get a, a 17 points. The, the guy I keep having in my mind is Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins would help out the Blazers tremendously. All of I a sudden, all, but see, here's the thing: he's on a, a team in, Mil- in Minnesota who's gonna do nothing. All of a sudden, you take Andrew Wiggins' little 17 and you bring it here to Portland along with CJ's 20 and Dame's 27 and Nurkic's 17. All of a sudden, wow, this team looks legit. Andrew Wiggins' contract is an abortion, and Andrew Wiggins, although he has all the potential in the world, has never ever come close to realizing that potential. There are so many better options than Wiggins out there to get. Wiggins, I get, is a sexy name because he was the number one pick and he got traded. Well, I mean, that aside. In the, in the Kevin Love trade. I, I, To me, Andrew Wiggins, no. I don't, zero, I see, zero, zero, one for him. See, I, th- I think in a, in a different situation for Wiggins, it could be much, much different. You see, when Minnesota was, was winning, when they had Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins was a huge part of that success. And then all of a sudden, Butler went down, and they went back to the same team that they had been, which just doesn't work. And so I think Wiggins being coached by a better coach than Terry Stotts, having some more talent around him, yeah, I think that could be huge for the Blazers. I just don't think Wiggins really cares. I just think he wants to play NBA basketball and not win. I just think he's out there to, to get his get his checks, get his points, and that's it. I think we could say that about 90% of the well, league. for sure. You know, but yeah. I, I think – Wiggins is the epitome of that, whereas I think you can find someone who'd be wanting, willing to work in the system. Either way, get even if it was, say, Andrew Wiggins, right, even though I think I, I would hate that, that would still be a move that I'd want to see Neil O'Shea try to make because you're right. You've got to get that next guy, especially if Nurkic isn't back until, like, February, who can score you 17, 20 points a game or go off for more in, on, a, on a rare night so you're not just putting all the pressure on Dame and CJ to start the season. So, assuming uh, Olshave does a smart move with the mid-level exception, and hell, a trade might even be involved too, because remember, now you've got the expiring deals, which are helpful in trades. You've got Mo Harkless' deal, you've got Myers Leonard's deal, and you've got Evan Turner's deal all expiring this year. That's a lot of money you can take off the books to take on a player and help a team in the future as well. Um, I've still seen this thrown around, and boy, I would love it, although I don't know if it, it would be possible to try to trade for Blake Griffin. Because Blake's on a big contract that in Detroit. Awesome. Detroit needs to reset. They're not very good. So they can take on some bad contracts. Uh, next year, they're they're free and they have money to go do stuff that they want to do. And then the Blazers get Blake Griffin, who, when Nurkic is healthy, would give you a first four of Lillard, CJ, Blake Griffin, and Yusuf Nurkic, which to me is incredible. So Bla- Blake Griffin would be awesome. I would love to as see something at least attempted like that. You know he called it for Anthony Davis, so did every other team, and the amount that they wanted was insane, and they got it from the Lakers. I want I want more than that. I want them to really go make a push and make a big move. Maybe now that Paul Allen's gone, as sad as this might be to say, he always meddled. He always wanted to know. He always wanted to have a hand in it. Maybe now that he's gone, Neil O'Shea will have more freedom to do these kind of big swinging moves that maybe Paul Allen would have been nervous about, or maybe not. Maybe now that he's gone, O'Shea feels safer in his job and doesn't feel like he has to do that. But I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. No, yeah, I think there definitely needs to be a move that's made. But at the same time, we have to remember we're we're not overly crazy about every move that's made, even though it needs to be done. Uh, this time last summer, when the Blazers signed Seth Curry, it was what, who, but it worked why, out. 
you know, oh, my gosh, Seth Curry. And then when they got Enos Cantor, it was like the Knicks waved him, so he signed Enos Cantor. Is that what happened? You who'd, who'd you give up Rodney? Oh, you gave up Pat Connaughton for Rodney Hood? Really? No, like, not Pat Connaughton. No, who was it? Who was it that, that, was that they gave Stauskas. up? Stick Stauskas, yeah, for which nobody cared about. I think everybody was, was kind of happy about Rodney Hood, yeah. but then he didn't play. And it was like, oh, this is this was terrible. You you draft or you you uh, traded for a guy that doesn't even play at this point. There's not a great move that that fans are gonna love unless it's that na- big name guy, unless it's you're getting Blake Griffin, unless you're getting Paul George, unless you're getting one of those big name guys. People aren't gonna be overly happy about any of the trades or anything that's that's kind of made any free agent signing unless it's a big splash. So I think with that, people just have to be patient and just hope that things, you know work out the way they're supposed to like nobody saw the Blazers being in this position you know 12 months ago I certainly did I certainly didn't and then to know that they're they played in the Western Conference Finals albeit they were swept by the Golden State Warriors but I didn't see them getting there that was never a part of the plan that was that was just get to the second round and make them competitive yep uh this text says what about Kevin Love yeah I mean he's a Blake Griffin like option that I think would help the team I would rather have Blake Griffin than Kevin Love but because I think Blake Griffin does more than K-Love. He's a better defender. Uh, he plays – he's not – Kevin Love is just kind of a shooter now, whereas Blake can shoot the three but also will play inside and above the rim, which you want. Both have had injury concerns, so I don't know if you really – that's kind of a wash. I think Kevin Love would be awesome just because I think it would give him an opportunity to, to go back to doing what he does well, you know, playing under the glass, getting rebounds, going, you know, going up strong, things like that. And then when he's able to shoot – stepping out and kind of doing that part. So I think Kevin Love will work out well. Is he the defender that Blake Griffin is? No, but not by, okay. not by a whole bunch. I mean, I'd be happy with that too because it'd be uh, – It's improvement. Cases, it's I improvement. Want, this might sound bad, but I kind of want to move for just move's sake, right? I feel like you need to do something. The team is good, but as you could see by the Warriors series, they're not ready to make that last step yet. Well, and – the Warriors might not be existing this year, but there are going to be one or two other teams that are going to look like super teams in the West. You're going to need to do something, I think. So either way, I hope Neil O'Shea has the cojones to pull off a trade or sign a free agent or or trade big contracts so you can sign a free agent uh, to make this team a lot or drastically better this year than it was last year because that's what you need to make that last step. Coming up next... Toronto wins their first ever NBA Finals, all thanks to, well, a risk they took to get Ka- Kawhi Leonard. That's next here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Still 3-0 U.S., although they've had two clear-cut opportunities since we last said that, and one good save by the Chili goalkeeper, one hit the post. So, once again, I will say the U.S. should probably be up about 6-7-0 right now, but hey. Can you name every uh, member of the U.S. national team? No. You want to try? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know some. You got Alex Morgan. You got Carly Lloyd. You got Julie Ertz, Zach Ertz's wife. Um, oh, there's a couple others that I'm that I should know, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not great with the names, even on the U.S. men's soccer team. I I don't know all the names. There's a of men's the team. Uh, well, you wouldn't know if I watched in the World Cup, but <laughs> yes, there's there's a men's, there is a men's oh my team. gosh, they're not nowhere near as good as the women's team, but uh, yeah, that's one thing. I, I, Alex I, Morgan still very attractive. That's one thing I do want to say is I love the fact that when the World Cup com- comes around. 
we're all in for the women. Like, this is the one sport that for sure there's, like, the men are definitely not competing with. And everything is, you know, where we spend a whole year talking about football and basketball, and we never talk about WNBA. We never talk about women's track and field or whatever the case is. This is the one time we're all in for the ladies and all in for saying, man, all, man we're all watching you, and we all want you to, to pull this out. I think that's really stinking. No, and, and I, th- I think that's the, the thing. Like, you know, there's, there's two things that I would, you know, much rather as far as a viewer – I would I would watch women's sports, man. That's soccer, and um, tennis. Like I think men's tennis is is cool, or yeah, okay. But I, I think there's more drama in, in women's tennis, and I think there are more stars uh, in women's tennis, like overall. So that's kind of why I watch those things. But yeah, I'm always super excited. To, I'm you know I'm not excited to watch soccer. Not even a little bit. I've, even after I've been low key years like, and years of watching Premier League here in the morning. Even after years and years, but there's been times like I'm cleaning the house the other, yesterday, and I was like, "Man, what's on? Nothing's on. Soccer's on. I'll leave it on soccer." Now I just go ahead and go finish doing what I got to do. So it it was really cool. But yeah, go ladies. Let's let's get this USA. Uh, well, go Raptors. The Toronto Raptors win their first ever NBA championship in six games over the Golden State Warriors the other day. Clay Thompson tore his ACL in the third. That was a big turning point in the game. It was very close up until that point. Felt like the Warriors were going to force a game seven, and then that was not meant to be. What Kawhi Leonard did for this team this this postseason was absolutely breathtaking. He was quietly, too, a god amongst men on the floor, oh essentially. He was, be- he was the best player on the floor, no matter what game it was, even better than Steph Curry when he scored his 45 points because they won that game. Um he was defensively a maniac. He was all over the boards. He was scoring at will. He was shooting the three better than I've ever seen him shoot the three. Another great save by the Chile goalkeeper, by the way. Holy cow. Um, he was absolutely unstoppable. And what was kind of nice about it is because he wasn't in Greg Popovich's system, he was kind of allowed to do that. Because you know when he's with Pop, and remember, he won an NBA Finals MVP with the Spurs as well. But Pop and the Spurs run a much more team-based system where everybody gets their shots and you know everyone's got to play their roles exactly. Nick Nurse just kind of let Kawhi Leonard take over the games, and it showed just how dang good of a player he is. And I almost want to say now that KD's hurt, is Kawhi the best player in the NBA? I don't, I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's close. Like that's is that just that's. A given I mean, now? with with KD with. Listen, LeBron is still really, 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 really good. And I think people are are anxious to give that mantle to somebody else. They really want to say, man, anybody else but LeBron is the best. And LeBron, um, he didn't win in the playoffs, but he's he's I think he's still uh, number one just because physically he's just there's nothing you can do about him. Like LeBron fell apart because he fell apart and he when you know the groin, everything. Well, that was him. So that could mean the beginning of the end. Right? It, it, it very, it very well could be. could be rearing its ugly it, head. it very well could be. But I look at a player in Kawhi, and the one thing I look at is the pace, and the fact that he's not going super fast, and he's not pushing it up the floor and a full sprint, and everything that he does just looks calculated and looks like he meant to do that. There was a play that he had, and he was just inbounding the ball and getting it from someone, and he caught the ball with his open open hand like it was a baseball and just you know start dribbling up the floor I was like bro he didn't he didn't catch it with one hand caught it with one hand and like it was it was it was nuts and that, that shows the athlete that he is the one thing I've said on the show and then a bunch of people have backed it up is that man he moves like Jordan I'm not saying he's Jordan that's but I mean 
considering his performance, only other people that have scored more than him and done the given the production that he's done in the finals were Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Shaquille O'Neal. That's it. You know, so nobody's been able to do more than Kawhi, you know, in the finals except for those three names. I think nobody's had more 30-point games in the finals except for Michael Jordan and Kobe and and, uh, and Kobe. Outside of that or was it LeBron and and Jordan? One of those two. Either way, in an in elite company you know we've been talking forever about who's the greatest is it is LeBron is it man Kawhi ended two runs two two runs of two very different dynasties and he ended them both he won two finals MVPs on two in two different conferences like he went to the in the Western Conference when nobody really knew or cared about who Kawhi Leonard was he carried carried the Spurs past uh the what would have been the three-peat champions, uh, Miami Heat. Then he breaks up another opportunity for a three-peat with the Warriors, albeit with injuries and all the other stuff. Yeah, we can well, talk remember, about all the Warriors injuries that they've, you know, got lucky with over the past few years as well. Remember that one series where wasn't wasn't it just game one or two? Game one against the Warriors. And the Spurs were dominating and Kawhi was playing out of his mind and he got hurt. And he got hurt. And he got hurt. You and know, that, and was that the Western Conference that, Finals? No, that was the I want to say that was like the second round or something like okay. that. And he was just absolutely torching those guys, and then he got hurt. So it was kind of sad to see like a similar thing with KD and and uh, Clay go down, kind of the way Kawhi went down. Because now those guys are both going to miss a full year, kind of the way Kawhi Leonard missed a full year. But you got to look at the way this guy played and just the way that his teammates trust him. And I heard Nick Nurse say something after I think it was like Game Five or something, like Game Four or Five, when um. They were talking about just going to gold, going to Oakland and just winning one. All we got to do is win one. And Kawhi's response was, "F that, let's get them both." And they like, did, yeah. And they and they, and they did. You know, they never the one too. they never lost on 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 the Warriors' floor the entire in the time of the playoffs. In the finals, in the final season, the Oracle with the get the gold gets the Golden State Warriors, arguably one of the greatest franchises we've ever seen. They didn't lose a game on the on the home floor, so. Kawhi is special, and I t- uh, put on my Facebook, and I think you saw it, man. He's officially that guy. I don't think there's an argument right now. Like LeBron could have never. That you still use Facebook for your hot sports takes, by the way. Well, I mean, that's still how you know most of the people I know still use Facebook. I st- I still use Twitter, just not as not as often. I tweet no, out some pretty cool stuff, but I know I don't yeah. see you tweet very often, but I see you Facebook hot sports takes all the time. Oh, absolutely, I'm gonna get comments, more. Yeah, I'm going to get more, you know, traction from from Facebook a lot of times. I don't know if that means you're old or popular or both. A little bit of both. I got some some younger younger kids on there, too, that (laughs) want to, you know, have some some of those conversations. But, you know, Kawhi has been a big sticking point for most of the year just because he's been a joke. You know, the the laughing and everything like that. Well, who's laughing now? Yeah, well, who's laughing now? You know what I mean? He he came to Toronto, and in one year, (laughs) and in one year, he took Toronto from... Oh, man, that little good team Toronto to the NBA champions. Not even that, the team that would never, ever live up to the hype. No. They would blow it every year in the playoffs. Every year. And if you're, you know, if you're Kyle Lowry, who's been a really good pro and he's never gotten his opportunity to to win because some of it is just bonehead stuff on his part as far as play. You look at somebody like Marc Gasol, who's been just the consummate professional for most of his career. You look at somebody like Serge Ibaka, who is just a great teammate. Like you, it, it was hard not to be happy for those dudes. And I think Kawhi Leonard just changed it all. And if you're Kawhi, man, you owe Toronto nothing at this point. Thank you. Here's your championship. And if you're Toronto, if you're a fan, you say, thank you, Kawhi. Go do whatever you got to do. Do you think he's leaving for sure? 
It would be hard to. I, I think the one thing people always talk about is you know, he'll have the he'll, he's from L.A. That's we all know that. But you know, the, you'll have the whole city of New York, or you'll have the whole city of L.A. What about having a whole country? What's that worth? I know. You know, so I, I saw I read something. I want to say it was in Forbes or, or one of those business journal. I can't remember Business Week. I can't really remember. Forgive me, but uh, basically about how multiple Canadian business owners are willing to give Kawhi five times what the max deal is worth. So that's what somewhere around a billion dollars, something like that, to stay in Canada. Yeah, I've seen I think it. he's going to stay. People offer him so many yeah, things. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's going to stay. Kawhi strikes me as a guy that doesn't really care about all the the extras. That's why he signed with New Balance. I could he can care less about being with Nike or Adidas or being in movies or any of those stuff. You want to do that, you go to L.A., which is what LeBron did, and now L.A. fans kind of resent him because you spent all this time trying to be a movie mogul or a TV uh, mogul, but now your game is kind of fallen off a little bit. I think Kawhi, I think Toronto is an awesome place, and I think Kawhi, now that he knows he can win a championship there against, man, one of the greatest franchises ever, it would be hard to see him leave. But then again, I don't think I've ever heard the guy speak until he won the championship. It, it seems like with an even keel guy like that, that he would be able to look around and go, with everybody talking about how they want to be in the biggest markets in L.A. and in New York, I'd be looking around at Toronto and being like, I'm I'm in the biggest market of them all. It's not just Toronto. It's Country. a whole nation. I, I A whole nation that they're not fighting over multiple teams of who who their favorite team is. It's the Toronto Raptors. And and that that's also backed by a nation full of endorsements. And like, maybe a small contingent of Vancouver Grizzlies fans. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, it just, yeah. it's, it, to me, it's just like the possibilities are endless as far as endorsements, money making. You don't have to fight over fans. It's just, you're the dude. You're the dude. How cool is that? And uh, like I said, in, in, in Toronto or in Canada, where they value their stars, you look at the way they still, you know, treat a, a, a Wayne Gretzky or a Steve Nash or, you know, if you're from Canada, even guys like uh, um, Ryan Reynolds, you know, is a, a Canadian icon. You know what I'm saying? So Kawhi Leonard can be right there with all those guys as well. Not Canadian, clearly, but still somebody that the the country of Canada just values as one of their leaders, and I think Kawhi would be perfect for Canada. Now, I think Kawhi is the perfect candidate to stay in terms of his personality, like you're saying. I still think he's going to leave. He never Which wanted one? to go to Toronto. He made it clear he did not want to go to Toronto. And as much as he has been quiet and respectful in the media, uh, and you know, may- maybe people blame his his uncle, which is his agent, as the guy who's speaking out for him, he's got to be believing some of the things that his uncle's saying, right? That he wants to go to L.A., and he he almost let slip twice at in the celebration week. He said something along the lines of, like, it felt really good to get this for the city of Toronto. And then he said something like, well, it's for us, for us. He fixed it. So, A, you're like, oh, so he's leaving. And then in that Kyle Lowry interview, he's like, you don't need me anymore. You got your title, right? It's like he's almost setting it up to leave. Yeah. Even though he would be the type of guy to stay, I still think he's going to go be a Clipper. Listen, if you could – lease a LeBron James or a healthy Kevin Durant or Steph Curry for a year and pretty much guarantee yourself an opportunity to win a championship and then maybe go back to obscurity for the next five years of your franchise man I'm, I'm taking it I'm sorry like in, in my 36 years man I've never I've never seen an NBA championship from my team you know the, the the Patriots winning is one thing okay cool but 
I don't get to go to the parade. You know, I don't get to do any of the of the really cool stuff. Like when Denver wins, I don't think I'll have you have you guys ever been to the parade? No. You know, and so I would love to be here in my hometown and see my hometown win. So if that means only having a guy for a year and and, and he leaves, so I, I mean, I will take it. And I wouldn't even think twice about it. And that's where that, that conversation of we were having earlier, where a, a market like a small market like ours, a Toronto, which isn't necessarily a Toronto small market. Actually, like it's a big market. One yeah. of the biggest markets. So. But, but it, the way I think people view it is a small market just because it's, it's in Canada. It's cold. It, it has more of the small market feel, even though it's a huge market. Um, but all, all that, all that's obviously changing, but it's at the same time kind of staying the same. And so when you see a, a guy like, like Kawhi, it, it's a, it's the perfect situation for, I'm going to come in, win you a championship. I'm going to leave amenably. And when you go to a place like LA, it's the same thing that I, I, I justified LA, um, LaMarcus's move. He's going back to the place where he grew up. Like when you're going home, it's hard to say, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah. like when you're going home, even though it's LA, that's where you grew up. I'm always going to be okay with you going back, especially. Well, same with LeBron going back to the Cavs. You were like, oh, right. well, okay. Yeah, well, nobody, yeah, nobody was mad about that, you know. And it, and even after after he won the Cavs championship, nobody was mad about him going to LA. The Cavalier fans were like, huh? Okay, Correct. well, we get it. Go ahead and do your thing. And I think Toronto's going to take it the same way. It's like, oh, well, you know, a mission accomplished. Go do your thing. Well, and that's and that's part of what Toronto fans are great for is, is I I think they're pretty level headed. As far as fans are concerned, as, as great of fans as they are, they, they're probably the best NBA fans in, in the league. They show up by the thousands to stand outside the stadium and watch the game. But they're also so even keeled that they're like, hey, man, we get it. They're you know, Canadian. We're, we're Canadian. It's <laughs> Toronto. We're, you know, but all they wanted was a championship. They got a championship. They're, they're ready to move on. It's cool. We got to go. Coming up next, it's time for Hate It or Love It, but first, USCS Sports Center. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Still 3-0 USA over Chile. Uh, Carly Lloyd just missed a penalty. That would have made it 4-0. So, again, the U.S. is really, really missing a lot of opportunities. The Chilean goalkeeper is playing out of her mind. And I saw Alexi Lalas, who, if you don't know, is a big Fox analyst of soccer, said that their goalkeeper is the best in the world in women's soccer. So... Uh are they missing I, opportunities, or are they just laying up after after their first game? No, they're. That's what I'm saying yeah. is, it sh- it could be like eight nothing right now, yes. which I guess technically would still be laying up after their first game, but <laughs> it, it could be really, really, really bad again. But it's not. It's three nothing. But the game's almost over, and Chile is not even getting shots on goal. So no, they're they are very safe. They just you'd like to see them score maybe one or two more to. Get some value from what they've been putting out there. All right, Jesse, what do you got for us in Hate It or Love It today? All right. Um, well, NBA, 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 NBA. Lots of NBA. Um, you know, finals are almost over. Drafts around the corner. Big, huge injury, injuries to end the season. Players. Draft is this week, isn't it? It is. It's on Thursday over on Sister Station 910 ESPN Portland. Uh-huh. Can be heard over there. 
in case y'all want to hear what the Blazers take with what their 20, 25th pick. pick. I was going to say fourth, but, you know, not, not that in tune with it. Um, with that said, uh, lots of interesting storylines as the NBA season winds down. Um, most notably is the abrupt possible ending of a dynasty or maybe just a pause, possibly. I don't know. Um, with that said, Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Kevin Durant blew out his Achilles, both in line for possibly uh, big money. Kevin Durant obviously can opt out of his deal, and Clay Thompson's deal is up, so he's a free agent. Love or hate, Clay and KD will both stay and sign mass, max contracts this offseason. I'm going to say love. Uh, it's I'll say that because I've read that from a couple of people saying that seems the most likely. I think Clay Thompson's going to stay a warrior. Part of me used to think that he would be a guy who would want to go do it on his own and be a guy who would want to go prove that he's good enough by himself. But there was a video posted of Clay and KD talking to each other after the injuries, talking about unfinished business. Uh, Michael Thompson, actually, I think is the one who shared that. I don't know if he posted it or, or he shared what the video was. So that to me says Clay is going to stay, especially now that you have a torn ACL and you can still sign a max deal. I would take that in a heartbeat. If you're Kevin Durant, I'm not 100% sure, but now that you're injured and the Warriors, if they're willing to still give you max money, I feel like you take that and run because other teams might not be willing to give you that anymore now, now they don't know what you're going to be. You still might get big deals from teams like the Knicks or I guess the Clippers or any other or the Nets, any other teams out there that were interested in you. But would you like to go take that big money from a team you have not been on before that you don't know? You don't know how you're going to be. And if you're going to be the star of that team, it might not be as good. Or would you rather take that money with a team that in two years will have Steph, Clay, maybe KD back together, maybe probably losing Draymond Green in the process and make sure you're not the only one who has to carry that team. I would do that. So I'll say they both sign with the Warriors. Uh, am I hating that or loving that Clay? Yeah. And your, your love or hate, Clay and KD will both stay and sign max contracts. Love. love. Uh, number one, there's not a lot of teams rushing the sign guys that are coming off of our arguably career-altering injuries. Uh, if you're the Warriors, you know that even if you get three-quarters of Steph or Clay back and three-quarters of KD, you've still got an awesome chance of winning a championship. And then this is actually doomed for the rest of the league because we were only expecting to have Kevin Durant in the Warriors jersey for about three years. Now it looks like after the injury and after he signs a max deal, he's looking to be there for more like five or something like that. So now you're looking at the Warriors being in the finals or being close to the finals for the next five years or so. That shit, that That's the one part that we haven't really talked about is the fact that them re-signing means that we're going to have to put up with this team for quite a while now. And Clay has more opportunity to really come back and be the guy that he's seen that we're seeing. Like Lynch said earlier, ACLs aren't as uncommon in the league as, as we've seen. Uh, KD might struggle a little bit, and it wouldn't shock me if he needed a little more than a year just to get back and get to the place that he was in. Remember, Kawhi needed just a little more than the year, and even still some even still some games during the season to make sure he was all the way good. So um, yeah, I, I love that they're both staying and they're both going to be here for a while, and they're going to both going to be pissing the rest of the Western Conference off and the rest of the NBA. I did have that thought is this might be great for one year. Yeah. But these two injuries could screw the Western Conference for five years to come because then all of a sudden the Warriors are back as the same team again. So Instead you get of one year of freedom, one year 
of a chance to get the, break through that wall and make the finals. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think the Blazers need to take it. Because yeah, if, you're, if, if, if you're, both those guys stay in Golden State, and two we're, years from I'm, now they're all back again. I'm reading rumors that Chris Paul wants out of Houston and things like that. So, yes, if there's ever a time to strike, then it's right now. Got, got beat them Lakers. Absolutely. Got beat them Lakers. Um, Lakers can't shoot like the, the Golden State, though. So, uh, th- it, you both agree. Uh, we have two max level uh, players signing with Golden State. They already have Steph, who obviously uh, way maxed out on his contract. You've got uh, another guy in Draymond Green who can sign a max level contract. They just keep coming. Love or hate Golden State? Will trade Draymond by the trade deadline. I'll say love to that one. He has value. I think his value's taken a little bit of a hit this season because he's completely lost the ability to shoot. He used to be a bad shooter. Now he's you you can just lay off of him and let him shoot wide open threes. Uh, but he still has a ton of value defensively, energy-wise, and frankly, leadership-wise. I know some people might criticize the way that he runs things uh, or does things in that clubhouse, that locker room, but he is a vital force for that team and, and how they go. How Draymond goes is how they tend to go. It's his personality that tends to kind of help that team thrive a little bit. I mean, imagine Draymond on the Blazers. How perfect would that be? You're talking about a defender. You're talking about a guy who can push the floor. You're talking about an energy guy who can really mix it up. And, you know, remember when Yusuf Nurkic said they wanted to be the bad boys of the NBA? Draymond Green would really let that personality become a thing where they wouldn't take any yes from anybody. I mean, that... There's a ton of teams out there that would love to take Draymond Green. And at the trade deadline this year, there are teams that are going to be looking to offload salaries, which means they can take Draymond and hopefully do a sign-in trade. I think it's going to be a perfect opportunity for the Warriors to get better around three superstar players if they bring KD in and play back and offload Draymond, who they probably lose anyway. So, love. Uh, I love that he'll stay or that he'll... No, that they're going to trade him by the trade deadline. Oh, Thanks um, for listening. You're doing great. No, I would just say you, you got <laughs> had a really long answer, and I'm just like, wait, so what was the question again? Um. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I I, I hate it. Um, I, I think Draymond is one of those guys that you can talk all you want to about his game. You talk all you want to about the fact that he can't shoot. But what he has is really invaluable, and not a lot of teams can have it. Draymond's the type of guy that's going to instantly help out any competitor or any competitive team right now. You put him on the Blazers, the Blazers are instantly better. You put him on the, on the Lakers, the Lakers are instantly better. If you put him on Milwaukee, they probably don't lose to uh, to Toronto. Like He's that type of guy. His energy and effort and his defense, they translate everywhere and i mean granted right now he plays for the more annoying team in the warriors because you know these guys don't miss shots and things like that and draymond's gonna let you know about it but i think everybody's for years have said oh well draymond if he was on another team yes if he was on sacramento would he be the same player no but if he's on a competitive team a, a, a contender if he's on the uh the nuggets then please believe the nuggets are a team that's gonna be feared you mentioned it lynch the, the personality he brings is just different it's a rodman-esque kind of personality get under your skin bark at the referees and make sure everybody on my team knows that they're going to uh that, that we can do this those guys you don't find all the time you find talented guys but heart is something you can't teach and draymond has all of it all right well you guys are tied at 11 apiece lots, lots of points. points lots of points lots Jinx. of points hot 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 nba takes uh we're gonna just stick with golden state it's real interesting they uh, polarizing topics right now one of which is uh stephen curry who seems mortal after losing his supporting cast of all-stars around him looks a little bit more like a uh swarmed damian lillard in the playoffs uh 
having to fight through triple teams in order to make a name for himself. And has never won a finals MVP despite being the only unanimous NBA MVP during the regular season. Love or hate, Steph will never win a finals MVP. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say hate because if we're going to believe my first answer that both Clay and KD will be back, then they will be back in the finals in two or three years. And then you have multiple opportunities for Steph to get that MVP. He'll get it at some point. Uh, next year will be different. It's funny to watch that last quarter of the last game. Steph couldn't hit a thing because they just 100% focused on him, which is what Damian Lillard's been dealing with, as you allude to there, there Jesse, for the last however many seasons in the playoffs. Everyone says, oh, Dame's not a superstar. Well, he just doesn't have any superstars around him to help. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think Steph will win an MVP in the finals. I mean, one thing that doesn't age is great three-point shooting. So you can be really, really old. Look at Ray Allen, and you can still be an amazing three-point shooter, even if a lot of the rest of your game kind of suffers a little bit. So he'll always be a great three-point shooter. He'll always be a guy who could get you 25, 30 points a game in the playoffs because he'll just be hitting threes contested no matter what. Maybe his speed will go down. Maybe he won't be able to run around the court as much and get as many open shots, but he'll still be good as he ages. So, yeah, he'll win a finals MVP. He'll have to at some point. If they get back there, yeah, he'll do it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say hey, uh, because it looks like as long as Steph is getting to the finals, he's going to have a guy named Kevin Durant on his team. And while I think Steph is the heart and soul of the Golden State Warriors, man, Kevin Durant is the, is the skill that they need. Um, since KD's been there, it's been two back-to-back -back finals MVPs. If KD doesn't get hurt, it's probably number three. We saw in the one, K one game KD had back from the playoffs, his first three shots, splash, 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 all three-pointers. And that's just how good that that guy is, a seven-foot point guard that can shoot as well as he can. Unfortunately, KD isn't going to be put in situations like Steph. You put a box and one on Steph, and then there was nothing he was able to do. There's no trapping KD because he's seven feet tall, and he can just shoot over you and pass over you and make the right play. So as long as he's on the team, uh, I don't think Steph will be getting the finals MVP. That's to take nothing away from Steph Curry. Uh, Scottie Pippen, one of the greatest players of all time, never won a finals MVP. Uh Let's see. Dwayne Wade won the one. You know what I'm saying when he played with uh, when he played with Shaq. But when LeBron was there, he was not Finals MVP. There's there's only one of those awards to go around, and uh, sometime it goes to the best player on the floor. And the best player on the floor is definitely Kevin Durant. All right. By one point, our winner today is Mike Lynch. Oh, hey, boo. We have the shortest final segment of all time coming up next. So I can't wait to celebrate my win. That's next <laughs> here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, we got to do a really quick final segment here as uh, well. <laughs> Shocking, we went long. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that shocking? Yeah, it's probably shocking. Uh, oh, close oh. music already. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Well, well, well cool. Okay. All right. See you later. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. To you, Rashad. To Thank all the you fathers so much, out sir. there listening. Happy birthday to my Marie. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to Marie. Birthday today. To Jesse's Marie. And uh, yeah, enjoy your days, guys. Absolutely. I, my wife's birthday was yesterday, so I got to spend all day pampering her. Happy, and, tell her happy belated. I didn't even see it on the... The Facebook post. Uh, really? You no. should have got that notification. I, di I didn't. I don't know why, man. 
Tell Kelsey I said happy belated. Write on her wall. Tell Marie I said happy birthday. Well, hopefully she's listening and she just heard it. Okay, awesome. Happy birthday, Marie. Uh, Happy belated to to my wife, Kelsey. Did a lot of fun stuff yesterday. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. We'll be back next Sunday. NBA draft will be in the books. So we get to see who picked who and what the future of the young NBA looks like and who the Blazers get. Plus, I'm sure there'll be more. The NBA offseason has begun. The Woj Bombs will give us plenty to discuss. Have a great day, everybody. This one's for Pat! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.